With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Greetings all. Thanks for tuning back into Practical Spirits brought to you by Seek to Teach Radio. I am your host, Taheem Wells. I'm waiting for my co-host, Darlene, but um, we're going to continue <clears throat> on, we're speaking on resolutions, had the opportunity to do that. But before we get into the topic, I def- definitely want to go over some housekeeping again. Please remember to subscribe to the podcast, and you can do so by going to your podcast app, either in Apple Podcasts or on Google Play. There's also a podcast app for that. Search for Seek, the number two, and Teach. So it's Seek to Teach. You'll be able to subscribe and get all the latest updates on our podcast there. So uh, as we discussed, and I'm waiting for the co-host, he'll be joining in a, in a second. As we previously discussed on our last show, we were talking about New Year's resolutions and um, just kind of the importance behind it or what it means as far as for a Christian to make these types of resolutions. And we ended up doing a 15-minute show, and we, we did get – cover some good ground. So we want to take this time today to finish up that discussion and, um, you know, circle back on some of the points that we did and then go further into the scriptures. So while I'm waiting for um, Nicole to join, I'll go ahead and open up with um, one of the scriptures that stood out to me, I would say, um, that I, I think of often is Proverbs 3.28. And um, in Proverbs 3.28, we know the Proverbs is a is a collection of practical wisdom, so it is definitely great for for this particular podcast. But in three twenty eight, as far as the King James Bible it says, Say not unto thy neighbor, Go and come again, and tomorrow I will give when thou hast it by thee. Um let me go ahead and bring my co host in as well. So, um yes, this is you, you know, in the in a I'll say the ESV or another, um, or NIV, I'll say that. And the NIV, it says, um, do not say to your neighbor, come back tomorrow, and I'll give it to you when you already have it with you. And what that, what that basically means, and we'll, we'll break that down. I want to get, get further into that scripture. Um, but, yeah, so just stick a pin there. We're, we're looking at Proverbs 328. I want to introduce my co-host, um, Brother Hell, you there? I'm here. How you doing, Brother Tahin? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Um, thanks for asking. So, yeah, so I was just doing a, a brief recap of what we previously discussed and um, just given what my baseline scripture of this um, this topic, what I kind of gathered in my um, prayer and meditation time was really Proverbs 328 that really stood out to me. And in the e, mm-hmm. I read two versions, but in the ESV, the English Standard Version, it says, um, do not say to your neighbor, go and come again. Tomorrow I will give it when you have it with you. Now, 
this is not just really a, a monetary thing. Uh, you know, someone can someone can look at it like that, but it's really more so um, the effort because if you have it, it's easy to give money if that's you know um, if that's there. It's easy for you to give what you have in um, in access. So let's say if you have an abundant amount of money, then that's easy. If you have an abundant amount of time, like, hey, I don't have anything to do anyway, and I was driving that direction, I can give you a ride to the store. But really, it's more so, it's a challenge as to when you have the capability to do it, whether it's a sacrifice or not, um, not saying that you're going to, all right, well, I'll get to it when I feel like it, because it's you're doing it to right. benefit someone else. And that person might be in need. So while it's light for you to do it, you know, it's, it's important that you go ahead and get it accomplished while you have the capability to do so. And, you know, when we look at New Year's resolutions, you know, it's, 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 it's fine to make them any type of goal. I'm not against anyone making any type of personal goal because really that's, that's between you and, and your family or you and your, your creator, your walk with God, you know what you're able to do. But um, we just, I, I, I would say that we don't have to wait until this time of year to, to do something like that. And I know this scripture speaks to the neighbor, but, you know, the betterment of yourself and the improvement of yourself, that is that is benefiting your neighbor because you're presenting the best you and you're able to um, really pour into someone's life and, and not even really specifically speaking to them, but they could just, you know, they could encounter you. Um, you have a countenance. You can just have a um, quick word of encouragement. doesn't even have to be quoting scripture, but it's just something that you could say is just one of the it could be a, a, a comment that doesn't even mean much to you, but it's just something that really made that person today. So um, when I, I look at that, that scripture, it really does stand out because um, it's not, um, you, you know, it's not good to procrastinate anyway. I mean, we, we definitely all do it, but especially um, when it comes to the benefit of someone else, if someone is looking to you for something and you're able to do that and it's not taking too much away from you as far as sacrifice or taking away from your family. If you're able to do it and you know you're going to do it, there's no need to make that person wait because that's like a, a level of, um, I, I looked at it, I was like, well, why would someone do that? I'm thinking it's like a level of control um, that, that, that you have. And, you know, you, that, that doesn't make that person feel confident or feel better about asking about that because it's, it's a controlling thing there. Um, a, a certain level of manipulation, and we definitely don't want to do that when it comes to our own walk, our spiritual path, or our, um, you know, as we go on with God. That's not something we want to do. So I just wanted to open with that, um, 328, and, you know, you can piggyback and then bounce to, to the scriptures you have. Oh, that that was good. Uh, that was even the, the scripture that I had, too, uh, just reading it out of the uh, New American Standard. It says, do not say to you. Do not say to you, neighbor, go and come back, and tomorrow I will give it when you have it with you. Then he said, do not devise, do not devise him, and it says, um, do not devise harm against your neighbor while he lives securely um, beside you. And I looked at that, and I said, wow, I said, it's, it's amazing how right when he say do not act, do not say you're going to do something and wait, basically, but then he Right after that, he come up with a scripture that says, um, "Do not divide harm against your neighbor." So to me, he looked like he's incorporating the same effect as if you promise somebody something, you know, and you don't do it, or you say wait and you could do it right now. 
because he's relating that even to a type of harm against your neighbor. You see what I'm saying? Because uh, one thing I've learned about Scripture, uh, Tahina, that God doesn't allow the, the authors to, to, to pin these scriptures in certain orders for not, you know. And so he's relating he's relating both of those things that have a certain type of effect on somebody, especially when somebody kind of is dependent on you. When they ask you, there's already a, a shame, a, a type of shame for somebody at times, for somebody to even come and ask you, you know, you, you know what I'm saying? That's why even uh, that, that are delivered, even me, uh, is being taught uh, uh, through people that I've been taught through, through, through my through leadership, is that uh, one thing, and he would say, look, don't borrow, don't, don't um, loan it. Don't loan it to them, you know, whether it be money or anything. Just give it to them because if you loan it to them and you already know to a degree that they don't have it or they wouldn't be asking for it. You see what I'm saying? And so, yeah, you can't really lend something that you're not prepared to lose. So, um, you know, it's, it's, it's a risk associated with it, but you don't even really look at it as, as a risk per se. But that, that's my right. thing. When I think about it, if someone asks me if they can borrow money um, right. and, and I have it, I'm not, I'm, right. I'm not looking at it. Um, you know, if they, if they decide, hey, well, they'll pay you back, is it, you know, whatever, however things work out, hey, that's great. Right. But you really, you really release it with the um, – right with the thought of, okay, well, I may not get that because you don't want to destroy a relationship right. over $300, you know, and, right. and I've, I've right. seen it. I've seen it. I've been in this situation where someone has owed me something and then they begin mistreating me, not just avoiding me, but they have like a, a attitude towards me or mistreating me, things of that nature. And I'm not even, even if I'm not even asking for it, because, you know, they, they I don't know, it's, it, it really is something. Because no one wants to owe anybody, regardless of who. You, you know, you have people that will just be reckless with it. But for the most part, I won't say no one, but most of us don't want to owe. Most of us, we don't want to be late with bills. We want right. to be good stewards. We we definitely right. in our interpersonal relationships we want things to be clear. We don't want to walk around owing anyone. And um yeah, and when, when you talk when you touched on that next scripture as far as devising evil, yeah, you have to think because um if that person if someone comes to you for something and it's not not just money, if, if that person comes to you for something they say, Hey, can I can I get a ride? Can I get a ride right. to, to to this particular place? And you say, all right, well, yeah, give me a half hour, I'll take you. Whereas you might have been ready to take them right then and there. You could cause that right. person to miss out on the opportunity. They could lose a job. Right. You know, they could miss seeing a relative that they may, may not see again. We don't know. We don't know how it's working as far as in God's divine providence. So, yeah, that could right. be the way, you know, we could be sinning by – it's, it's right. worse. It's worse than us just saying no. It's better for us just to say no as opposed to right. saying yes, moping about it, giving the attitude, and you know, um, being not not um, just being slowful as far as in, in, in what we're what we're doing. You know, we're just we're we're slow, and um, you know, we get to it right. at our own convenience. That could be doing a lot. But yeah, I didn't mean to cut you off. But yeah, you know, it was good. But no, you right. As you were talking, I was thinking of, and this is kind of a joke, but, you know, I, I grew up watching Popeye. You know, you had Wimpy on there. And when, what was Wimpy's saying? His saying was like, I'll gladly pay you Tuesday for a hamburger. Yeah, for a burger. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> now all these episodes will go on. And Wimpy, every episode, we never seen Wimpy pay. <laughs> we never seen him pay. But you know, it, it's funny, but it's a lesson in that. You know, you know, Wimpy. There was a principle that that even as us laughing, there was a principle because he really was making jokes. That cartoon on that segment was making a joke of people who do that. You know what I'm saying? Well, mm-hmm. I, I pay you give me this now, I pay you later, you know. And I don't think right. that that's our job, especially us as Christians. God does not want us to operate like that, you know. And if it comes a if it comes a time even as you relate to uh, paying bills or debt or stuff like that, you know, if we can't just if we can't do it, then it's really our responsibility to call the people that we owe, you know, and work right. something out. Don't just say, well, yeah. I can't pay it. Hang up the phone and, well, you know, and then right. you, you know, you're telling everybody else about why they own you and this and that. You, you just get, that's not living in freedom where you're looking at every time the phone rings, you're looking at the call ID because you know you didn't pay this bill. You made the vow, right? right? This is a vow. Yeah. The Bible says that if all authority that be be ordained of God and you made a vow, you went and purchased a car. And you made a vow to that authority that you will pay this a month. This month, I'm going to pay this a month. Then that's God's authority. So really, that's a disobedience to God because God didn't make you sign the paper. You know, God didn't make you. Nobody made you sign it or whatever it is. The vow that you made, that was a vow that you made. That's why he said in in multiple scriptures, it's better not to make a vow and to make one and don't honor it. I mean, it just is. And that, that right. expands along a, 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 a wide radius, you know. It, it spent, even if you tell somebody, I'm going to give you this money, just say, I'm going to give it to you Tuesday, you know, and, and I'm going to give right. it to you. And like you said, they waiting, they didn't call the bill collector, whatever, said, look, I'm going to have the payment for you Tuesday, right? I'm going to have it for you Tuesday. Uh, I, I promise. And, you know, they even go so far to say, I promise. Because they have heard what you told them. You promised them, I'm going to get it to you too. And then it don't happen. Like you said, there's a soul there. Do you know that right. somebody might, might even come to God just on you honoring your word and, and blessing yeah. them and giving them what they need? That might be the right. very thing. You, you know what I'm saying? Because we have to always operate as witnesses for Christ in everything that we do, especially when we're dealing with people. We have to remember that, yeah. that we still operate in the Oh, yeah, that's that's true. And, and when, you, when, when you talk about, um, you know, even in the situation with with the bill and, you know, you, you're avoiding, um, avoiding someone as opposed to letting them know, um, really it's, it, it's important to have that sort of communication because you really don't know what type of leniency you're afforded. And um, that, that gets a lot off your chest. Um, you know, mm-hmm. it gets a lot off your mind in terms of um, mm-hmm. that weighing, that weighing on you. But, you know, with you not asking or letting, letting them know your situation, hey, all they can say is yes or no. So without letting that person or that entity know the situation, then that's, you know, that's something that I know I, I've had problems with in the past. And, um, 
and it's, it's, I would say some, it might be pride and then others, it might be fear. And for me at certain times, it was more so a fear because I knew that I was missing the mark or falling short, but, um, yeah, but right. you, you'd be surprised with some of these entities, like the scripture says, the, the heart of the King is in the hands of the Lord. He turns it with his yeah. will. So, um, yeah. you, we, we, we think about that. And, um, another scripture that stood out as you were talking, I thought about James four, three, where it says you have yeah. not because you ask not when you, you ask, right. you know, you don't receive because you ask amiss. Well, in the right. um, ESV, it says, um, it, it, just stepping back to verse 2, it says, You desire and do not have, so you murder. You covet and cannot obtain, so you fight and quarrel. You do not have because you do not ask. You ask and do not receive because you ask wrongly to spend it on your passions. And, um, you know, when when you think about that, um it's even, even, you know, we, we had the, and it was, it was comical. We talked about the, um, you know, Jesus on the main line, tell him what you want type thing, um, as opposed to really trying to pray the will of God. And really what what we should do is really, if we're not sure if, if it's the will of God or what we're praying for, sometimes we need to think about it. We need to apply logic to it and think, well, what's the end result of me being able to have this petition filled and then also, um, is this if if it's not filled, then could it be that this is something that God is allowing me to go through? You know, is God mm-hmm. taking another direction? I'm asking. Mm-hmm. You know, it seems like the right thing is lining up. Seems like it lines up with the will of God. But that helps us even in building our faith. And you're not feeling like, okay, well, God let me down because if we're asking right. something that's according to His will, do we want to serve a God that gives people things that are outside of His will? That that doesn't really make sense. Now it makes all right. the sense for us in that particular situation and what we're going through. Right. But when right. you think about it, what if God did that? What if everything was just in God's permissive will? Like, all right, I didn't mean to do this, but all right, I'll go ahead and let him have it. Here's grace. You know, so um, right. that really doesn't right. make sense as, as far as um, understanding our creator. And, you know, um, I was, I was going to ask you to take a brief. Are you, are you in the, you, you outside in the, in the elements? You sound like you might be in a little windstorm, a tornado or something. Yeah, it's a little wind. Let me Oh, okay. okay, yeah, okay. It it's not too bad. I can hear you clearly. Okay, okay, got okay. you, got you. Yeah, I can hear you clearly. Yeah, but um, yeah. So that's that's just a, it's just an interesting approach. You can go ahead. Yeah, as you was talking, I was thinking. Uh, even when you were saying, uh, is it the will of God? You know, and I was thinking, and um, you know, the scripture even when you talk about uh, where scripture declares that money answers all things. Now, it was much more what he was talking about in there. It, 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 he really was talking about uh, a certain. He was talking about stewardship. If you read the whole scripture, he was talking about the stewardship. That's why he was talking about don't let immature people handle business, certain major business things because spell it. And he used the word princess. If I'm not sure, he used right. the word princess. He was signifying a certain reason why. But even in that. I said, you know, a lot of times we, we'll say money answers all things, but money doesn't solve all problems. I'll give you an example, no. you know, i give you an example. If 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 I do, just say I do loan you or, uh, or give you the money, and you're not a good steward of it, okay, and, and instead of you, you know, taking and using it for whatever you say you're going to use for whatever, using it in good stewardship, you blow it. Now, for that moment, 
the money answered the thing, right? Because you needed it, it answered it. But did it solve the problem? See, the problem was is the stewardship. Did it help you now so you start making you, allowing you to think, I need to become a better steward of my money? Or did it just carry it further on? You see what I'm saying? Because you feel it would be somebody out there that I, that I could go to. You see what I'm saying? And things of that nature. So it might answer, it does uh, answer things, but it doesn't always solve problems. And sometimes the problem could be just in the stewardship thing. So when you was when you was talking mm-hmm. about the vow and, and is it the will of God, it, it's God that allows whatever it is to happen is allowed by God. So if it's not if if you're not getting that into a de, to the degree that you want it, maybe it's God that's not allowing it to teach us something else because we know that God is always teaching us something, whether it be good. Whether the situation in our eyes could be good or bad, we know that it's all working out. It's all working together for a specific purpose. Right. So maybe right. now, and even this, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, I, I was going to say something that we have to realize and understanding God as well. Okay, so God has his attributes. Of course, he's omniscient. He he knows all. He's omnipresent. He's you know he's everywhere. Um, and he's omnipotent, which means he's all-powerful. But being that he's all-powerful, that doesn't mean that he's controlling. God, um, you know, oftentimes we say that, you know, God is God is in control, and God is in control. Nothing can happen unless God allows it. But as far as the way that God deals with us in this earthly realm, the universe in general, God is passive. He's, he's, he's right. more of a passive being than an active being. Now, are the works of God? Yes, the works of God are constantly being done, but God has a hierarchy. You know, um, God has um, spirits that are subject to him. Um, all all mm-hmm. things are subject to God, you know. Um, so mm-hmm. even even an evil spirit is not that they're doing the will of God, but if they're doing something, like you said, certain things are allowed. But we, mm-hmm. we can't get it misunderstood that, you know, we're asking God, you know, when we ask God for things, the reason why it has to line up with his will is because he has order. He has these things set in place for them to happen right. a certain type of right. way. And it's important for us right. to be, a, a, be obedient because we could be the answer to someone's prayer or to a multitude right. of people's prayer in some way, form, right. or fashion. Um, you know, look That's at right. um, look at the situation with Daniel when you know, um, yeah. you know, the angels was in route, but he was held up by a principality. You know what right. I'm saying? And this is right. something that's going on out. Someone operating outside the will of God that caused a delay right. on Daniel's part. So we mm-hmm. have to understand mm-hmm. that um, as far as our God, God is not. Um, God is not intrusive. That's not saying that God doesn't, um, you know, make direct moves or, you know, um, deal with us personally. Yeah, he he does. Mm -hmm. But the way that he, uh, this, um, you know, we talk about intelligent design, but with God, you can't even call him a genius, but it's it's just well beyond. It would be an insult to call God a genius as far as the way that he thinks and the way he puts things together. That's That's right. Yeah, that's that's an insult. You can't compare him to the way that we think of things as strategists or master chess player. That's right. God, you know, he, he knows what he's doing. That's why he says, I know the thoughts I have towards you. Right. He's saying, I know these thoughts in Je- Jeremiah 29, 11. I know them. You can't possibly mm-hmm. know them, but, I'm, you know, I mm-hmm. communicate to you. I bring things down on your level as much as possible mm-hmm. because the person that's the closest to God that has the, the greatest um, 
relationship with God and a great biblical knowledge, that person really doesn't know much about God. And I'm talking about the person <laughs> that's the closest. I'm talking about your ultimate right. scholar. You really don't right. know the fullness, you, right. you know, and it's that's not right. it's really it's not right. for us to know because we, we can't comprehend it. You know, we go crazy. But um, while we have some um, some time left, I'd I like you to um, go ahead and um, bounce one of your scriptures. We, I know we're talking resolution. So um, what, you, what else um, will we share? Yeah, I'm out now. I think it's Ezekiel 3.3. 3. Ezekiel. And it, and it, was, and it, and it covered um, what we were talking about as far as vow. Um, I think we covered it. I wanted to really go into it like we did Today and it, it is just it's talking about the significance and the vow making, you know, and um, as it relates to resolutions now, um, my whole thought and comment on that was just a simple fact: this every day as God even teaches us, He talks, He tells us that there's a brand new mercy, but there's every day that we wake up, you know, we talking about a resolution. We should always have a resolution every day to be better. Than we were the day before, you know. Right. You, we should have a resolution even every hour, you know. If we know that we had an attitude last hour, you know, we ought to know that the conviction of Christ, you know, ought to drive us. You see, what I'm saying, ought to drive us to be better than we was this morning. Uh, to be right. honest with you, I know with me, even this morning, you know, sometimes morning, you know, when people say uh, they're not a morning person. That's me. I, I, I say that, you know, you know. But if I stay like I am like that every morning, then I don't need to wait to New Year's as a resolution to say I'm going to act better for this year. You, you know what I'm saying? Right. Because, one, I don't think the conviction of the Holy Spirit that's in you would allow you to go to New Year's. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> no. Yeah, so and that every, to that every hour point, yeah, I was, I was going to say, there's a quick interjection to that every hour point. is really at the point that you acknowledge that you, you, you fell short, it's like right. either I'm going to be accepting of it and I don't care, right. I'm apathetic, or I'm going to try to make right. a change. So, you know, we right. talk about resolution. Well, the repentance is more because repentance doesn't have to wait. You know, when, when we That's acknowledge right. something right. and we repent, That's right. we, you know, it's not a gradual process for us to turn away from that thing. Now, there, right. there are um, there are things such as strongholds, and there are things that we all will struggle in a certain area. But um, we do know that there's God. We do know the Holy Spirit. He's able to keep us from from falling. Yes. You know, he, yes. so the ability is there, yes. and it's not the, His ability is not based on our disability. You know, His ability yes. that what we're unable to do that that has nothing to do with us being able to triumph in that area because yes. the way God That's moves right. in us is not right. based on this based on the amount of knowledge we have, based on how disciplined we are, but it's really as a posture of having the willingness to just like God, right. you know, God, God's will. Well, we have our yeah, will right. too, and we got to be willing to, you know, willing to let that go and not just fall into that, hey, I'm just not a morning person. This is, this is what you're going to have to deal with. Well, Holy Spirit, help me, right. you know. And resolution really is, is, is like you say, it's really every day. It's found in repentance. That's resolution. It's found in being humble, maintaining humble. You know, there's a saying that that that, that I, I love. It says, a, a man truly with great wisdom is a man who knows he don't know nothing. Yeah. Great saying. Yeah. A, a true yeah. man with great wisdom is a man who really knows that he don't know nothing. Yeah. <laughs> 
Cause yeah, know that's not a false sense of. of yeah. Right. That's not a false sense of, of humility either because I, I had to learn that, um, especially early in my walk, coming in, you know, coming into the church from a, a completely intellectual stance. You know, when, when I came into my Christianity, you know, um, coming mm-hmm. in, I mean, I'm the same person, but mm-hmm. I I thought that, you know, okay, well, I'm, I'm on this particular level spiritually. I'm growing this fast and, and like I could chart, you know, you got the growth charts for the kids, you, you know, you go to mm-hmm. it, you put a mark, okay, you got this tall, this tall. And then mm-hmm. it came to, you know, until it came to a point um, of going through a certain amount of things and then observing people and meeting people like, no, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't believe I'm the smartest person in the room. And if I am the smartest mm-hmm. person in the room, then I need to be learning. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't right. want to be in that room where I don't right. want to constantly be in the place where I'm the smartest person. That doesn't make sense. Cause that's, that's not growth. So yeah, it's, it's not a false and sense. That, like, oh, well, I, I really don't know anything. And don't mean to cut you off, but that this is why the word perfection is used greatly in the Bible as it relates to us. Yes. Because when you're coming into perfection, that means it's ongoing. It it, it right. never it never stops. It's an ongoing. You see what I'm saying? And so we're oh, yeah. ever learning to become perfected in Christ. It it just it just continues to go. It continues. And continues, you know, and so that's where, the, and that's why I said that saying is just so great because really you thinking this in your own ability, even as it relates to wisdom, or something, it's almost equivalent to me. Uh, this is me now. It's almost equivalent to saying the scripture that says there's a fool that says there is no God. When you think mm-hmm. that the wisdom that you yeah. have has been inherited by you <laughs> through you. That's just like saying that there's no God, you know? Right. And so, yeah. uh, you know, so. But I thank God for his conversation. I thank God for his wisdom. And I thank God for everything, you know? And that's why I know, uh, just just to be quick, I know we we wrapping up, but before I even came into Christianity, I never read books or nothing. So I know even my desire to read his word, it comes from him. But I'll, I'll, take gotcha. it, I'll wrap it up and take it off there and end. Um, let me just pray right fast. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this time. We thank you for this even teaching. We thank you, Lord God, that you bring it forth understanding, even through the ones that share it first, being partakers of what you're sharing to the world. We bless you. We pray that we ask that if anybody not say that they give their life to Christ, know that all things yes. come from him. Lord, and without him, no thing can even exist. So we thank you, God. We thank you for this broadcast and this ministry. We pray until we meet again that you be encouraged, always abounding in the word of the Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. God bless. I'll hear from you all Thursday, Tuesday. I'm sorry, Tuesday at 1.30. Uh, Thanks for tuning in. God bless. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. 
Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, oh. 